0: Good times bad friends yeah I have I have faith I have faith in the Rangers I have faith in the Cowboys I have faith in good times bad friends I have faith in summer Moon coffee oh.
1: Mike check Mike <laughs> check <laughs> everybody's Mike check because even though we all think that that's basic knowledge that was probably the highlight of the last episode though Like, it was our huge return, much anticipated, and Colin does the entire show, talking into a mic that he thinks is working, but basically just doing this right here. That is, that's probably the funniest, that's probably the funniest intro conversation that I've ever heard. You were like, yeah, this mic I've been thinking that I'm using the whole time, hasn't been working. Like, what better way to announce our return than... uh, I mean, so many people anticipated this. Where I mean, we're in 17 different countries with 16 and a half people watching, and and all they wanted was a smooth podcast. And technology got the best of us. Got the best of us. The real but HR uh, let the team. The down. real coach apologizes. You
0: know that um, it's it's not the uh, the highs that make us the people we are. It's the lows <laughs> and how we bounce back from those lows.
1: It's how we bounce back from my
0: pride out of the equation and say, you know, anybody can be on top of the world with their victories. But the fact that we came back this week after such a low, low volume, (laughs) I I think says a lot about, about us as men. I think, I think we're, I think we're the guys
1: a hundred percent. And you can also tell that I'm somewhat new to being this sophisticated because I pretty much talk like this the entire episode. And so there were times where I'm sure people were abusing their volume knob when I was talking, it was, ah, and then when Colin was talking, you were like, yeah, I don't think I can hear them very well. And then you turn it back up and then you're, I come out of nowhere. So I think now, like you said, we're, we're on some adversity right now and, and we're on the verge of, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're about to hit double digit subscribers and listeners and, and clicks and likes and comments we don't really know how this works so this is big for us we can't have any technological hiccups and i think we're about ready to make the next step
0: i just i just don't think you can let the bus ride feelings and emotions on the way to the game affect the third quarter feelings that you have to come back i think Uh, i don't know where i was going with that
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so good. It sounds so good because kind of to piggyback off that we can let that segue us into um, us wanting to start these new segments so that we can have some consistent topics to cover um, outside of our main topic because we had kind of talked about you and I kind of talked about coming back around and hitting some of our key points. Now, if you've listened to this podcast. You can't start at episode one. We didn't understand that there was somewhat of an art to podcasting. It couldn't just be an awkwardly quiet, uh, noisy kid ridden conversation. And and it couldn't just kind of bounce all over the place. There had to be a little bit of structure to it. So once we figured that out, we were good. So our goal now is to kind of go back and do some part twos or revisits. Um, But then obviously we wanted to start a new segment. So with that being said, Colin and I are both coaches Uh, professionally. It's what we do. It is a very unique profession, and you probably don't understand the ins and outs of it and the delicate, delicate, sophisticated intricacies of it unless you were in that profession. So we wanted to start this thing called uh, the Coach's Corner, Uh, stories, tales, other duties as assigned um, that you never thought that you would do, And, and I kind of gave the idea to tell a story about some stuff uh that is happening and i finally was able to pull the left-handed football comment to a kid and 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 they 100% believed it so coaching football um you don't have to know much a little 101 class right here um a little master class first session there is a football with a set of laces and it is not right-handed or left-hand dominant uh, but a common joke to say to our, our our bright young men and women who were in uh who we educate on a daily basis by the way is to kind of play some pranks on them let them know where they stand in the uh uh pecking order and so what I did is I asked one of our freshman football managers, I was like, Hey, I cannot find the left handed footballs anywhere and he was like, Coach, I got it. I got it for you. I got you. Like kids, this is what they do, man. They're there to serve they want to do whatever they can for the program. This is what you ask them to do. They're going to do it to the best of their ability. He's like, Coach, I got you. Dude, he goes down, and I feel so bad because the past couple of days, obviously it's been 175 degrees in Texas. So if you live in and around Texas and you're outside from the hours of 1 to probably 6 p.m. for longer than 15 minutes, like you, you are putting your health at risk at this point because it is just absolutely ridiculous how the weather is so we have the storage shed essentially that has no ac and and it's where we put our football equipment and we also store some of our track equipment there too dude he's in there for like 15 minutes just searching tearing everything (laughs) apart i'm up at the field and finally i look down there and like we have these two big garage bay doors and they're both open and i see him just like you know just like probably on the verge of having a heat stroke i'm like okay Not as funny anymore because I don't want to get this kid in trouble or, even worse, probably hurt him. So I'm going to go down there. I'm going to break the news. Well, about that time, dude, I'm talking Forrest Gump, Alabama. He's just coming back up to me. And he just, I mean, most serious look on his face. I'm like, dude, this kid could pass at any time. I'm like, stop, stop. I was like, I just want to let you know. Before I go, he goes, coach, I'm sorry. I was like, E4. I was like, did you break something? I was like, man, this joke has gone completely. This is taking a complete 180. This is a health hazard. We're destroying equipment. I was like, man, all I wanted was a laugh. And I got to go to individual. I got to hurry. I said, what's up? He goes, I couldn't find him. It's just, they all look the same. Nothing's marked. The laces are in the oh, same spot. No. I was like, dude, it's about the biggest belly laugh I've ever given out. And I was like, son, I'm so sorry. But I I was 100% just messing with you. It's like, I love you to death, but I was 100% just messing with you. And he was like, Coach, oh, oh, man, I I was going to do whatever it took to find those left handed footballs. And I was like, Okay, well, just in the future, if anybody asks, you can politely tell them that that is not a thing. Between that and and, and blinker fluid, you'll never find them. You'll never find them. But always remember check your blinker fluid, people.
0: My man was 100% committed to the goal. He said, Coach, Coach, look at me in my eyes. Roll them." He said, Dude, I will do whatever roll it takes him. for this program. <laughs> I will do what he it said, takes. I'm, I'm
1: he said, I'm bought into coach, the culture.
0: Yeah. Coach, I know our quarterback is right-handed, and we don't have a left-handed person on this team. But if you want <laughs> that football, I will find it for you. He said,
1: I know this doesn't make sense, but I'm going to execute. I'm going to execute this. No, it's good. I I, I, I figured that would be a solid first on one the, to share.
0: When I was on the bus, when I was on the <laughs> bus with those the, the feeling I had on the way to the game and then that third quarter feeling, I could find that left-handed football coach.
1: He said, I could find Put it.
0: In. <laughs> Put me in. And
1: then I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, you'll never play. But anyway, moving on. Um, I thought that was a good opener. I I will say that if you have coached for three plus years, you you have enough stories to write an award winning book, like almost to the point where they would classify it as fiction, but it's one hundred percent true. Like so, some of the stories you will hear in a coach's office is is unbelievable, and it's also absolutely hilarious because you will never hear about that stuff in the interview. You'll hear the good. You'll hear the come on, you won't hear the kids who will fall for the left-handed football joke or don't know how to put their pants on the right way or have no idea what a chin strap is or have the chin strap around their eyes and you're like, chin strap. And he's like, yeah, I got it on for sure. So it, there is – Coach's Corner will will 100% become a staple. But I, I'm excited to hear something that you have, comment, story, anything like that. I know for sure you've got some good ones. Because tell them how you're kind of different from me, obviously being in the uh, volleyball realm.
0: Yeah. So what's fun for me is my um, experiences are kind of night and day in the realm of you're out on the turf in 175 degree heat all day. <laughs> I coach volleyball. We have two a days as well. We have long hours. We are constantly at a crisp 72 degrees and it is just nice like I wear I wear a I hate you when you say joggers that. to practice I dude I just there's no there's no heat element to my job except for when I have to wait on the kids in the parking lot and I barely do that that's my outside experience but what's cool about my job and where our jobs differ. And I think this is a, um, I actually brought this up in my interview. The difference between guys and girls coaching, because I've coached both, is it comes down to this. And this is this is some good stuff. So guys, if they play good, then they feel really good. And then they can continue that sort of success and repetition. Like if 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 they're on top of the world and they can feel like king of the world, then their play increases, their, Energy increases, their team camaraderie increases, and that is hundred percent. That is so opposite than coaching females. Coaching females is if I feel good, then I'm going to play lights out. I um, it doesn't matter what my play style is. If I had a hard day, if my boyfriend was a jerk, if I have all this drama going on, it doesn't matter what happens. My level of play will go down because there's just a there's the unable to block that out when it comes to Uh, the game. And I just find it fascinating that they can differ so much but be in the same, like school, essentially, if we're talking about only your kids, or only my kids, they have the same experiences in the hallways, minus, you know, girl only things, guy only things, but to be in the same community and have such vasting differences of how we can contribute to their play is like a learned skill that you have to have on either side so i just dude diving into how these freaking kids work is the reason i do it man just getting to know these kids on a personal level and then seeing them grow into these freaking athletes that just are proud of who they are out on and off the court and on and off the field it makes everything just worth it dude
1: yeah and the biggest well first of all this will be our first and last segment of the coach's corner after Colin's comments about being a Chris 75 brought to you by summer moon. Just make sure you get it because it's a free ad because my wife is an owner. But anyway, um, it, it's, and, and when you think about what's so funny too, is just how you communicate with, with, with guys versus girls. Like whenever I was at my first school, I did football, which has always kind of been, you know, first love, first sport and all that kind of stuff. It's very intense, uh, very direct. You can, you, we, we love those kids to death, do not get me wrong, but you can talk a little bit more direct and, and you can get them to do exactly what you want to do. And if they don't, you can absolutely fix it with some very, very um, direct, simple uh, words aimed at them. And my uh, first time when I got to Gatesville is I did football, basketball, and softball. And I was in a conversation about kind of how I wanted to coach these girls up and all that kind of stuff. And I was talking to one of the captains, and she was like, "Coach, I've heard you, you know, kind of get after those football guys a little bit." She was like, "If you say that to some of these girls, they will probably quit." And I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Man, it's just kind of how, coach. Like, I'm pretty intense, and like, when you fix things, I just like, I'm very passionate about you fixing mistakes, moving on, getting better, rinse and repeat until we're the best we possibly could be." She goes. Yeah, you can't do that. And I was like, all right, well, it looks like I'm going to be the high five coach all year. Sounds good. All right, let's get out there. Here we go, girls. So, dude, you you couldn't be more right, like hitting the nail on the head by saying, yeah, like just how much different it is with just your basic interaction, your vocabulary, how you talk, how you coach, how you correct, like how how you just want to keep that positive momentum going with girls. And like boys, you just have to basically keep that positively negative reinforcement always going to keep them moving forward. Cause like ego is a big thing too. It's like guys when they feel good, they feel like they're on top of the world. So they feel like they're unbeatable, like they've already won the game by fifty points, and then they go out there and get smacked in the mouth. And you're like, see, this is how every game's gonna be. Let's not do that. Let's take a step back, see what we can do, fix the mistakes, move forward, and then four quarters later we'll see what happens. So that that that's a good, uh, um, good, good first and last segment, man. Like I'm glad that you never have to worry about a sunburn except for a little UV light and you know. Every once in a while, maybe there's like a bird stuck in the gym or something like that, but um, that sounds terrible having to stay outside and wait for rides, and uh, I'm I'm sure that's very monotonous after a while. Football is super easy, and um, you're just always out in the heat and screaming and get lightheaded.
0: The the hottest part of our day, um, and that's, you know, during athletics, we have practice, we have after-school practice. The hottest part of our day is getting on the bus – and riding the bus to the game and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. our windows are down but if that's if that's the worst we got it (laughs) dude sorry for your not bad
1: yeah not bad definitely not envious of anything else that is one thing we will never run out of is just very unique experiences i would say and just stories that you would not believe, but that are so unbelievably true. Like that's the beautiful thing about this is like, if I'm a banker, I'm probably going to experience a couple weird things every now and then, but everything's going to be pretty much consistently the same day in and day out, eight to five, go home, I'm cashing some checks. You know, some guy came in and kicked the ATM. He was mad, didn't have enough money, blah, blah, blah. I signed this guy up for a bank account and now I'm home, Timmy. But it's like us, like we go there and we are completely on our toes because we have no idea what you know, one of the 60 to 130 kids in our program is going to say, it just, I mean, there's just so many different levels of kids nowadays and you just never know what to
0: expect. Well, the, the thing is like, where I want to say, I think we do a good job of like investing in the school we're at. We're always there early. We're like, not just going through the teaching part, the kids that aren't even our athletes we're investing in, but then we get to practice. Like the kids know that they can talk to us. They know that we can see them in the hallway. And like, we know that they're, we're more than just the guy collecting the check at practice. And like, I know that we both do a lot of reading for the coaching style. Like we get to develop these kids into more than just athletes because we're putting so much like extra into what we do by the books we read, the conversation, like our text chain is, we always ask each other coaching questions and how you do things and how we do things. I think like we're never just stagnant and we're always looking for growth. And I think that comes out in our job.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Like it is, it's, it's extremely rewarding as a profession. Like you're not going to find something to where you sacrifice a lot, but fortunately the way you're able to see those rewards be reaped through your athletes, I think just makes it, there there's not a career better in the entire world that I would choose. That's for sure. But, uh, man, coach's corner. We're there brought to you by summer moon only because it's free and we don't have to pay anybody and we don't want to get our podcast kicked off Spotify. And I kind of know the owner. So make sure you go visit your local summer moon, wherever you're coming from. Could be right on the road. Could be all the way in temple, Texas, whatever that looks like for you. Just get down here. Sorry.
0: Speaking of summer moon. Okay. Okay. Mm. I had an experience this week, and I think it's not a common. I don't think it's a popular take, but I want to pick your brain. I went mm. to, oh, some burger place, dude, and like never been there. Everyone talked about it. Okay, I don't want to admit it. I <laughs> I got my order, got to the counter, and before I even like press pay they flipped the screen over and was like what do you want to tip and i was i was like classic how do i know the food's gonna be good how do i know that you're gonna do a good service like i'm tipping before the tipping service is done and then it just opened this realm of thoughts and because i can't process thoughts without talking i was like do (laughs) like Why, oh my gosh, why am I tipping before the service is provided? You could be making terrible burgers, but you could already be getting that uh, dough. So I'm just like, okay, but then my mind explodes into why are we as consumers paying the bill and tipping instead of the management paying their people more? Like there's not many other countries outside of North America that tip. You just know the price when you walk in. I just – help help me sort through my thoughts, please.
1: Not only do we make people tip, but we almost guilt you. It's like they flip the screen over and they're just like – and you know they know what the total is. Yeah. If that total is 816 and after you fake like you're hitting something but you hit no tip and then you sign and it still says 816, they're like, oh, thank you so much. Have a good day. And it's like, stop once again, just like you say, reiterate that, that we are one of the only countries that stress tipping as much as we do. Like there's just no other country that, and I always like to put this in other terms. Like you said, they are basically front loading an extra expense, assuming that I'm going to enjoy every single part of their product. And, and, and for me, like in the coaching world, my job is not dependent on my actual personal performance it's based on the performance of these 15 to 17 year old kids who are not even close to the level of expertise that i have within you know say like a football offensive system to then go execute it's like you make any other person do that right you go in and you're going to have heart surgery it's like hey dude i've been doing this for 35 years but i'm about to turn it over to johnny here yeah he's 16 years old and you know he's taking some online classes covid am i right and, uh, he's going to do your open heart surgery today. So good luck. All right. Here's the anesthesiologist to, to, to make you pass out. And it's like, why that makes no sense. It's like that dude knows what he's doing. So allow him to execute that. And it's like, yes, exactly. That is the point of our job anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a wild premise to base your, to base your income off of is automatically assuming you're going to love this when in reality, you're going to pay, what you're paying for the product plus extra, like I get it. If, if, if there was great customer service and there was a good exchange and you enjoyed your experience so far, that's good. And I think that's worth tipping a little bit, but you're also, like you said, automatically assuming that I'm going to enjoy every single thing I'm about to get, whether I'm at the coffee shop, whether I'm at, you know, subway, all the other different kind of stuff, you are just automatically assuming, not only are you assuming you are thrusting it upon me to go ahead and make this huge leap of faith and trust you with you know, an in, in extra percentage of my money that your goods and your product is going to be the best thing I've ever had in my entire life. So it, when you think about it like that, it, that is that is a wild concept to me. And then you start looking around and like doing a little bit of deep diving and how uncommon it is for other places for people to tip. They just kind of serve you well, give you a great product, you enjoy it, and then therefore you come back over and over. It's almost like they know you might not be a returning customer, so they're like, "Let's get as much money out of this guy as we can, maximize the amount this guy gets on this ticket. If he comes back, awesome. If not, then we just try to get the next sucker for nine, ten, eleven dollars a pop. You know, that's crazy. That's a that's a that's a weird concept but, when you put it like. Tell
0: that. Tell me this. Tell me this. If. service is bad like you can't you haven't got a water refill or something happens and you're but at the end of your meal you know that they're making two dollars and society has guilted us to be an empathetic spender of like i still Mm -hmm. have to tip them and you know who wins in this is the company who's like chilies for example like they win in this because they're like, oh, they had bad service. It's not going to cost us. – we're actually going to make money because we've guilted a whole nation into feeling bad for not tipping good or bad service. Um, side note, a place I've never had bad service is Summer Moon, um, Belton, Texas. They are always on top of their game. They have pop carts. They have coffee. They Everything has been uh, pristine. Um, so this has nothing to do with um, Summer Moon, Belton. Um, this is – this but is chilling, not a pay that at like, all. If you have, <laughs> if you have, if you have bad service, you're just still <laughs> expected to foot that
1: a hundred percent. That is such a, it's such a moral conundrum. It's like, you know, this, this person is not making very much, but it's like, come on, man. Like you, you, you looked at me multiple times. You were over there on your phone. I am, I am starved with thirst. I want nothing more than just a sip of water like my mouth is so dry right now and you look at me and you're just like mm, just he doesn't look like he needs it that bad. What we should be able to do is there should be like there the should 20%. be like an you should be able to play that's what I'm saying. You should be able to play a real life uno reverse card. They come over and they're like how was your service? I'm like actually, ugh, here you go. I want 45% from you. How about that? Give me some of your paycheck there, Johnny. Huh? Oh, look at this. Look at this timestamp. Look at this timestamp. I almost died because I just need some water. That's what, that's what Uno reverse. How about that chilies or how about how many, I'm sorry, you're right. I never really get bad service when I go there. You know, where I also don't get bad service at. Tell me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll come back to that. Anyway, it's probably going to be summer moon because it's the only ad we can afford, <laughs> which is free. Um, but yeah, like it, it, there's, there's gotta be a way to balance those scales, right? Because. But that's what's so sad about it is people know that it's that it's unfair, but it's I don't think it's going to change, is it? I mean, are we are we always going to be the same right here? Like we know I there's just, a problem, but what are we going to do to solve it? Type deal.
0: I just know that, like some of the biggest like what are you doing moments is I'll get like takeout right, and I'll order it online, I'll go and pick it up, and you have to sign the receipt, and there's the tip option, and I'm like, I've, here, here's,
1: Dude, a dollar, yes. here's a
0: dollar, yes, and. Ryan's like Ryan's like, why? Like, what did, did they bagged it? You're that's a that's a hefty <laughs> for a they did nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's
1: just like for real though, like the person I'm supporting is that person that's in there that's going to six different tables. With six different group of people who are, for some reason, I have no idea, probably in a bad mood, they're going to take it out on that waiter and waitress. That's where I feel bad. That's where I try to maximize Like any good service at all. You're going to get 25% from me. If, if if you were the Johnny guy I was talking about, I'm going to own a reverse your but I'm going to turn it right back around on you. But yeah, that is that is so true too. Like all that takeout or curbside or anything like that, I'm, I'm paying 20% for you to take 12 steps to my car now, if it's two hundred eighteen degrees outside, still, you you had to grab a bag. You're like, which spot five? I don't know. Check the text I sent you because I have to text and check in to get my food, and you took thirteen steps. Yeah, I'm paying eight dollars for thirteen. I'm almost yeah. paying you a dollar per step. Math. I'm almost paying you a yeah. dollar per step. Like, are you kidding me? Holy cow! No way, not from me, is, Bucko.
0: The thing is. Like I think of, just I have such a high pedestal for um, Summer Moon Coffee, Belton, but I think of like Starbucks, <laughs> right? Like Starbucks, you you <laughs> you put your order in, they make it, they put it on the counter, and you tip before that. Like the only thing you did, like, was make the coffee, which I'm appreciative, but that's the job part of it. That's why you're getting paid by Starbucks. <laughs> you,
1: that's kind of you the expectation. Like coffee. Okay, we
0: got... Oh, God. <laughs> we got to stop. We got to stop. I can't anymore. My blood is boiling and I'm just... Uh, that's s-
1: okay. That's okay. We, we, can, we, we, can, we can transition. Hey, just just imagine this. The first in-person podcast we have is going to be awesome. It's going to be all over the place. It's not going to make sense. Yeah, but in that moment, melting. we're, we're going <laughs> to... It's going to be a tirade of entertainment. I mean, just just buckle in, turn your volume up, probably down a little bit more because now our mics work consistently, and just get ready. Get ready for the time of your life. It'll be like the greatest showman on steroids. Anyway, um, so when we segued to the first segue and talked about 1 and 1A one and 2 and going down our list and getting a little off, when you start going back to some of our podcasts, which I did start re-listening to them which is which is kind of awkward but you just forget like all the little conversations that we had within the good ones or when they started to get good pretty much when we changed the logo good times bad friends pretty cool little logo right there um and as i was drinking my summer moon coffee today um i was just kind of thinking about like where some of our good podcasts were and how we were going to hit back on the other ones and what we had talked about initially was doing a second state of the union because at this point, we're just living in either a simulation that is completely screwed up right now and they're waiting to take the disc out and you know, wipe off some of the, the scratches or we are living in a reality TV show and they're just trying to see how long that we will just continue to follow the madness. But like, even listening to that, and it was so funny to see some of the things that we hit on that are still issues, have been completely blown over, like the Chinese spy balloon. Where did that go? What came from that? There was that was a huge event that was such a huge, disappointing, resounding loss for us, technologically speaking, that we will in, we were inf- infiltrated by what they put at a child's birthday party, a balloon, and then it's just become nothing. It's like, it's like, what? Like, I was listening to that, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like, I made that really funny comment in my little poem, and it's like, but is that not a thing anymore? Like that was kind of a big deal, but it just it just goes to show you like how fast our news cycle and, and what's sad is two things, how fast our news cycle can wear something out, kind of just kind of squeeze out every bit of entertainment or clickbait or good, bad arguments, disagreements, agreements a, a, as quickly as possible. And then poof, like three days after it never happened. Right. And then the fact that that is how quickly our news cycle can filter through stuff. But there's still like new ridiculous event after new ridiculous event. You're like, man, let me take a breath. There's no way it gets crazier than that, right? Oh, and then I wake up today and it's this. And you're like, dude, that can't be real, right? And then you figure out three days later, ah, that was real. We did lie about that. We did set that up. And yeah, yeah.
0: Let me give you two examples and tell me which one you heard about First, on yep. every news network, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All right, let me let me paint you a picture, bucko. Okay. First, <laughs> oh gosh, which one to pick? Which one? Okay. First, there was a submarine full of rich people no one had ever heard of that was not mechanically sound that had failed every test, was controlled by a PlayStation 4. For controller and went to the deepest part of the Titanic it was supposed to didn't make it or or the discovery of UFOs and aliens Uh, which one was reported on (laughs) and
1: and, and such a I don't know such like a boring reveal they're like yeah we got him yeah we talked to him Oh, for sure. We have like, you know, we got a bunch of stuff down here and we got a couple parts here and it's just like, it's not this big, like, Hey guys, like, don't freak out about this. This is the technology we have. This is what we come in contact with. This is how it's developed. This is how we're going to continue to develop it and use it and structure it. Now it's just like, yeah, we know like all you conspiracy theorists, like y'all were right. We got them. All right. Anyway, moving on next question right there. And you're like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) Stop, stop you can't just brush over that. Like you're just telling me that you got a headache or something like that's a big deal to brush over. And like two, that's two like, like centuries worth of big time events that happen in like a week and a half. Like what? Like it, they all happen in like eight days.
0: It's crazy that like they, they declassified information and, don't ask me who they is, but they declassified information saying so they true. had vehicles and vessels and, I don't know, not bodies because that's a earthly term. I think they had all these <laughs> vessels that were identified as un—oh, gosh, I'm going to sound like an idiot. They're not— People, man, they're aliens. I don't know, dude.
1: It's, it's not people, man. <laughs> don't you understand? It's not real people, man.
0: Dude, dude, dude. they're they're uh, they, so true, they declassified information saying that these are not like of this planet and came out, showed the documents, no one reported on it, and it's. It's there, and we're over here, like, oh, these guys ran a submarine, and sad, sad. Have a heart, don't get yeah, me wrong, for sure. But
1: preface it with that, no doubt,
0: dude. Aliens,
1: and <laughs> it's just such a such a anticlimatic, like, yeah, they're there. Wait, wait, wait. interdimensional beings exist, and they're like, yeah, and you're like, why? They like we like what about their aircraft? What about their what about their technology systems? Yeah, we got them. Okay, anyway, next question. You're like, dude, why? how is this not a big deal? Like, obviously, I think it just proves and solidifies that we've known about this for a long time. And I think all those people that were crazy and weirdos and wore the tinfoil hats and that were completely played into and played down, it's just like all of a sudden they validated all of the crazy or all the craziness in a matter of just like, yep, that's real. Anyway, moving on. Anybody got a question about President Biden? It's like, yeah, we know he failed today. But anyway, did you see this other thing? I just, I, dude, I, I don't know. Thing, that, that's wild is, to me.
0: There's there's too many stories. Like, okay, every photo that's ever been taken is blurry. Okay, I would think that their technology is better. What, they, they can do it, whatever. But the stories that like the, the, the school in, was it Africa, that all saw it they took the children separated them they told the same story or the the story from russia where they the saucer flew over the uh military base and someone had the bright idea to shoot at them and something happened where like they got pissed and everybody but two guys were like turned to stone on the spot like they're, they're they they all died in their um their bodies turned into what resembled the mostly to our terms as like limestone and like the two guys our terms I love that survived they were they um they like reported on it and they they were like true to their word about it and I was like these are stories that like aren't they they can't be fabricated we you see a UFO in the sky your first thing is like what is that do you see that that must be a thing it's and then I'm like, oh, let me get my camera. It's not, oh, what is that thing? Camera. Like we're not just we're not we're we're beings of interest. Not like let me get the first. I don't know, man. I'm just rambling. Dude, just stop me. <laughs> it's
1: it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. Um, two things. It's like one, like when you talk about like when we are talking about how people got like kidnapped in the forest and all this kind of facts stuff like that when we were kind of starting to catch our groove with the podcast a little bit but it's like everybody had the same story that in itself is like dude something's up there they were separated they were no now uh uh joe rogan had an interesting theory that apparently there was this guy that had been used by these entities whether it's the government or whoever was kind of pulling them for this for this authentication of their stories that they had this guy that was a hypnotist that was kind of getting them on the same page, telling them this information, waking them back up, and then que- quote-unquote questioning them. But then that's I, – I do remember hearing about that story, about that um, school in Africa where they separated those kids and everything, and and there just, they're just wasn't – they weren't able to validate that what was possibly happening over here with all the stories, like whenever everything started and like Roswell and everything. So when that happened there, everybody was like, dang, there's some uh, – there's some truth to this a little bit that they told the exact same story, like down to the T they're telling the same story about how they are quote unquote abducted and how it happens and kind of how they lose memory and focus of it. And then all of a sudden here, the Las Vegas thing happens where they saw like the grit now granted, the the video was grainy and you could tell that they were something and possibly not human or anything like that. And that part right there could, or could not have been true, whatever. But then it's just like the way it was handled with like the police department and the detectives and the FBI and everybody that took over. It was basically like, you're not going to say a word and that's going to make people extremely suspicious about it, but you're not going to say a single word. All of the reports are going to be fabricated with the story of nothing really makes sense. And then all of a sudden we're just going to close the case. And then once again, news cycle, they ring it out. They get you hooked. You hear all these different stories, um, all these, all these, conflicting outcomes with everything, with everybody that was involved. And then all of a sudden the story just turns to dust and it's gone. And then they come out, they declassify everything. And they're like, yeah, they're here. They're real. And you're like, what? like what is going on in this reality TV show we call
0: the world? Yeah. I dude, I just, okay. I got another one for you. How about this sitting? <laughs>
1: come on. Come on, here we go.
0: Sit. X, um, let's see. 45. President 45. Dude is just like a yep. comedian. He can't stay out of trouble. Maybe CNN, <laughs> but anywhere else. Can't, can't stay off
1: Twitter. Seeing, Come on now.
0: You're not seeing like he's in the process of like, got impeached, like lawsuits are coming. But Jason Aldean writes this song called "Try That in a Small Town," and the world freaking melts, dude. Just like,
1: you're racist,
0: you just just going to the ground. And then the other half's like, "No, it's not racist, dude. We're from a small town, man. I'm freaking, I, I, dude. I've seen, I've seen this stuff, and I'm just like, Why are we talking about this? Who cares? Not me. Maybe I do. I know all about it." <laughs>
1: Dude, you, are, you are on one today. You're, ta- you're taking everything and just, just running with <gasps> it. That's good. Okay, perfect segue to Sorry. brought to you by Summer Moon because, once again, it's the only thing that we have and we could shout out anybody else, but they'll probably get the episode taken down. Summer Moon Coffee. It's it's free to run the ad. So, anyway, um, I loved, loved your idea that you were talking about at the beginning where we are going to – and I don't remember if we agreed on a name, but I'm gonna let you introduce that. Hopefully not get too worked up about something that's completely unrelated. We're gonna see if we can get Colin to calm down a little bit. His <laughs> mic starts working and everything just everything just hits its stride again. So do you want to uh do you want to kind of roll us into this next segment? Use a little technology that we've been complaining about for the past five minutes.
0: <laughs> Dude, here's the deal. I would be honored. So I have just gone to ChatGPT for every, like, everything. Just like, I wanted to figure out, Real while deal. I was driving home the other day, how to write a song. Like, how to. Lesson plans, dude. Everything. I'm going to ChatGPT first. And then I was like, dude, what if we used it to make a funny Mad Libs? Like, does it have. <laughs> Does it have the ability for us to just give it random words and produce a funny story? So we're gonna try it. I'm gonna give Justin here these oh I'm gonna test your grammar, so hold on. These um Oof. categories, and he's gonna give he's gonna give these words, and then I'm gonna read to you what it comes. This could be a crash and burn, but hey, when's it not, my guy? Okay. So I
1: love it. So we're gonna call this Ask chat GPT. Now you're you're gonna give me categories and I'm just gonna give you words within that category. Is that what I'm doing?
0: Yeah, so for example, your first word has to be an adjective.
1: Okay. Um adjective. Let's go uh Wait, hang on. You're gonna have to cut this part out. Adverbs are L Y, right? <laughs> hang
0: on. You're so stupid! <laughs> We're keeping it. We're keeping it. Dang it. Dang it.
1: Uh Dude, Adjective all is right. how you all right, hold on, hold how on. you describe a noun, correct? Okay.
0: Adjectives describe nouns. Nouns a person, place, a thing. Verb That's is a you
1: That's what it is. Do. That's what it is. Adverb yep, yep. is describing the okay, verb. Okay. Plural
0: noun is like.
1: Okay. <laughs> Adject- okay, got go. it. Adjective, um, handsome.
0: Love it. Noun, Bigfoot. Oh, dude, we could we could go. That's okay, a person. Fair. All right. Um, <laughs> verb past tense. We get
1: on rabbit hole there. Oh, verb past tense. Um, pooped. Um, adverb. <laughs> um. oh, Aggressively.
0: Plural noun.
1: Plural noun. Um. Groupies. <laughs> Bigfoot's verb got some aggressively in ing. <laughs> um. Verb ending in ing bicycling. This is going to be good. Now Gosh, that is an wait. animal. I want to hear a Bigfoot story. Noun that is an animal. Um, let's see. Long-billed platypus. That was my favorite animal. My fifth grade science book. Fun fact.
0: All right. For your favorite animal from your fifth grade science book, will you spell platypus for me?
1: <laughs> platypus. P L A t a p u s that is correct you're moving on maybe platypus right are you about to spell check me right now jet g b t
0: platypus you um there's a y in there so nah homie all right um adjective go dang
1: um let's see softly no, God, that's L Y. Dang it, that's an adverb. <laughs> Why don't I know my grammar? Um, Dude, just hang, on, hang on, let me think of one. Tall. I know I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I swear I'm not this bad in English. You just put me on the spot. Noun place. Noun place. Uh Bigfoot's igloo. All right, we're almost there. It's kind of like Bigfoot. Can you tell what's on my mind? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. If this is good enough, I'm going to get this I published so. into a we're children's book. We're
0: some time on it. <laughs> we are. I love it. Uh, verb. Running. Obviously. Uh, two more. Noun food.
1: Obviously, of course. Noun food. Uh, dog's cheeseburger.
0: Lastly, adjective. That describes something.
1: Short. I was sharp that time. My grammar skills are on point.
0: All right. The results are in. I'm going to read it in real time as it spits it out. All right. Here we go. ChatGPT says, I hope this brings a smile to your face. Let's hope. Once upon a time... In a tall forest there lived a handsome creature named Bigfoot. Bigfoot was known for his or her short size and incredible ability to poop aggressively. One day, while surrounded by a group of curious groupies, Bigfoot decided to start bicycling around. The sight of the sight of Bigfoot running on a bicycle started nearby long-billed platypuses who explained. Wow, in astonishment. <laughs> <laughs> After some time, Bigfoot grew oh, tired and decided to take a break near Bigfoot's Igloo, a cozy little tucked in place in the woods. As Bigfoot rested, a dog's cheeseburger appeared out of nowhere. Bigfoot thought this was rather <laughs> adjective and decided to enjoy an unexpected. Meal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. he just hang okay. Okay. this is rather your adjective
0: <laughs> feeling feeling rejuvenated oh. with a full belly Bigfoot continued running through the forest surprising various animals with each pooped step despite Bigfoot's short stature everyone was amazed by the <laughs> handsome creature's boundless energy and infectious spirit and so The legend of Bigfoot and his or her adjective adventures spread far and wide, inspiring others to embrace life with the same adverb enthusiasm.
1: I mean, that's gold. Print that up, publish it, sell a couple million copies, and let's go retire in Bigfoot's igloo, baby, because that makes me feel very adjective.
0: (laughs) Yes, I too was adverb in my feeling as well. <laughs> I, was, I too. Uh she exclaimed, Wow.
1: <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay.
0: Before we before we wrap up, I have to tell you about a problem I have. Oh, I wanna know. Justin, I've drank the juice. I dude, I am we we are one preseason game in and I'm like the cow dude. It's going to be a North Texas freaking dynasty this year. The Rangers are pulling out all the stops. They're going to the series. The Cowboys, they've made so many freaking strides in the offseason. They're going to the bowl. Dude, it's just our time. I, I have not missed a Rangers game. I have not missed a Cowboys tweet. I've just been so invested in everything. I've downloaded apps to listen to like. Um, the radio shows. I've gotten on fan boards, dude. I'm in. I drank the Kool Aid, and it's a problem because the letdown that always ensues for both teams. And I'll remind you, mm, dropping amen. the last out of the World Series to win the whole world. The, the, the doubt that's coming is gonna hurt so bad, dude. I know it's gonna hurt. I'm gonna I'm gonna be so sad, and we're gonna think about this moment. But till then, I'm I'm bought in, dude. I'm just. I'm just ready. I'm just ready, baby.
1: Until then, hopes are high. Clear the trophy case. Do what you need to do. Make your own confetti. And then watch it crumble before your very eyes. Now, quicker with the Cowboys, yeah, I think the Rangers are going to make a little bit of a deeper run in the playoffs. But the Cowboys, man, they're 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 going to get to that wild card. They're going to get to that first round, and they're just going to absolutely J- j- just let you down. I just think where we are right now with the Cowboys, I have a lot less hope in the Cowboys for sure. I have a lot of hope in the Rangers. Now, by no means am I an MLB expert, but I've been following them a little bit. I think with the season finishing up, I think they're in a really good spot to make a deep run. And then we are inevitably just going to watch the Cowboys crumble, one of the most successful franchises as far as branding themselves in the entire world. And we're going to watch them crumble in probably the first round of the playoffs without a doubt. That's probably what I'm calling. and. First in person podcast. I
0: know, I know. I don't think they're gonna crumble. We have Brandon Cooks, veteran leadership you coming do. into this receiver core. We have Dak, dude. Zeke's going to the Patriots. We're moving on. We have this five foot one running back who keeps popping up on Instagram. Like defense solid, offense solid. We have um, Turpin returning kicks. Like, I'm, I, God, dude. I'm just in the Kool Aid, and man. I'm, I've drank it, and
1: it's yeah, really bad. that's that's going to be the key though. Is how are the Cowboys going to look on defense? Because unfortunately, I think uh Frederick, Frederick just got done holding out, and so I think he's going to return. That that's always been kind of a shaky focal point for us. Is how healthy is our offensive line going to stay? Can we get Tony Pollard back? Can someone like Deuce Vaughn, who's been a dark horse, who I watched play in high school? I had to unfortunately play against him and watch him absolutely just destroy us um offensively. And I think if we can just find a couple of those smaller pieces and have a really, really, really solid defense, I think we can give somebody like the Eagles a run for their money, but that's exactly how they're built too. And and it's just it's just going to come down to basically who's got the ball last and who can squeeze out a field goal and win by three. I think that honestly, I think that's it I think that's legitimately what it's going to come down to for the NFC East and I think for the NFC championship too. Whoever gets there is going to have to play exceptional defense and and basically kick a game-winning field goal. That's what it's going to, to, going to come down to. Also, in the in-person podcast, I want to do like a chalk talk where we just dive into like all sports, football, preview, all that kind of stuff. I am excited it. because by, it by, is football season.
0: By, by then, we'll dude, we'll have gone to some freaking Texas Longhorn games. We'll, we'll have finished hard knocks. We'll have watched the preseason. We'll have drafted fantasy football. Like the the culture will be there. At the same time, I'm going deep in this Rangers run. Oh god, it's just gonna be a great it's gonna be a great fall for sport. We're both in season in our respective schools. On top, dude, I'm just I'm just drinking the Kool Aid, baby.
1: I mean I mean how how do you not get excited being a sports fan about this time of the year? Not only is it the biggest sport in the entire United States of America that's about to kick off, literally kick off. That's what it's called within the sport. But just as a sports no fanatic, you have so many things that go on. <laughs> you have so many things that go on in the next couple of months. It's like, how do you not get juiced up for this time of the year, dude?
0: Juice. And the juice is loose.
1: <laughs> is loose. Yikes. Yeah, dude, it, it's – it's uh, yeah, we're we're going to have some more talks about that. We're going to dive deep into some specific sports teams, what breaks our heart, what keeps us going every day, how high our expectations can get, and how quickly we can be let down with those expectations. But we 100% need to dive in to strictly a Chalk Talk sports podcast as soon as possible, no doubt. Speaking of hard knocks, I think Aaron Rodgers is a good guy. A extremely hot take here. I think Aaron Rodgers is a good guy. I think he's a good teammate. I just think he's a little bit more quietly reserved, and direct when he needs to be. But he is definitely not as bad of a teammate as everybody is making him sound. Because if one, if Hard Knocks does one thing, they will show who that person really is at the end
0: of it. Yes, and I think if we had the opportunity to um, have Mr. Rogers um, call into Good Times Bad Friends uh, podcast, um, like I've heard that he wants to, uh, I think that Summer Moon would probably <laughs> donate a cup of coffee to make that conversation happen. <laughs> Um, so Aaron, if you're listening, just
1: as long as he tips he is a repeated 20%
0: listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't be cheap. Aaron.
1: what do you say? He he is, a, he is confirmed to be a frequent listener of the podcast.
0: Yes. Aaron Rogers um, listens to good times, bad friends. Um, I get the stats every week and unless it's another Aaron Rodgers who's currently living in New York <laughs> could happen. I think it's the one. I think it's
1: the one. I think it I think it's the real AA Ron, no doubt.
0: Hey, let's sign off. I'm out of here, dude. We got stuff to do. I appreciate it. Bye bye. Dude,
1: always a blast. Love you, man. See you dude. Good times, bad friends. <laughs> Good times, bad friends.